0: Welcome to episode number seven of I Kissed Alcohol Goodbye. I'm your host, Dana Kroll, coming to you live from scenic Groveport, Ohio. That's in the middle of Ohio. And unless you're from Ohio, you don't know where that is. And some of you are like, I don't care about Ohio. This is Austin Washington. She is my guest tonight Uh, in the studio. She goes by Asa. She is somewhere down in Florida and we're just gonna leave it at that. I forgot to mention, I'm joined on this episode by Al. This is my friend, Al K. Hallfree. He is the official mascot of I Kissed Alcohol Goodbye Now. So, um, (laughs) hey, I want, (laughs) we're celebrating, Asa and I are celebrating a big, big day today. I am celebrating 60 days sober today. And so it was two months of not drinking, and one month of podcasting today. And this morning I woke up and I was like, damn it, I want to do an episode today. And I thought, who's as crazy as I am? And I was saying, <laughs> sure, why not? I was like, Ace is that Ace is going to be down. And it's so me. I messaged her. <laughs> she just started a blog, which is phenomenal. And I'm going to make sure that you do not let my ADHDS forget to shout that out at the end, Asa. I won't. And don't I'm worry. Gonna let you, I'm going to let you introduce yourself here in a minute. I'm going all chatty at the beginning. I'm like, the, I was thinking earlier, I'm like. I'm like the ladies' man. I'm dating myself from the '90s because I don't have my cavatier. I got my white monster. <laughs> so, oh god, okay. Oh yeah. Asa had her water. Shift. She's good to go now. She's oh yeah. the water, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Well, it was also a big day for Asa. She is on her six-week sober, uh, versary, whatever we're supposed to call that. She hasn't had a drink in six weeks, and she left her previous line of work. Which is a bold move, to say the least. So, yeah. with that being said, we're going to trust that this is lucky number seven episode of I Kissed Go all Goodbye, where no audio or video issues are going to distract us. We're going to have a badass conversation here, and I'm super stoked to welcome Austin Washington, aka Asa. Tell us about yourself, and first of all, tell us about the kitty ears on the top of your badass headphones because <laughs> those are awesome
1: well this is from when I wanted to be a um, a, a gaming streamer but I am no longer um, pursuing that at the moment maybe in the future but whatever you know things come and go but yeah my name is Austin I um, have been sober for six weeks now or, or not six weeks yeah six no yes six weeks yeah. I was gonna say like I don't know what I was gonna say so that's a thousand hours. For anybody that doesn't know, that It's hours. pretty freaking awesome. Big
0: awesome deal, accomplishment. Um,
1: thank you very much. I have been, you know, very, very low and very, very high. Um, but being sober is the best thing that I've ever done, you know, even though it's only been six weeks, but this is the first time it's ever been this long. Number one. Number two, it's the first time that I've ever stuck with it. Like, period. Like before I'd be like, I'm not going to drink that. I would go to work because I was bored and wanted to drink. So, (laughs) you know, (laughs) that that was that, but you know, it, it, it evolved. And I, the whole six weeks thing, I think, and I haven't had any cravings. I haven't, which I'm very lucky, but I also, I stay home all day, every day. So it's like, I I don't really have an opportunity, (laughs) which is
0: great. Tell me what, uh, about that? Because I mean, I have been to all kinds of establishments in my time. I think the one place that I never went was a strip club and I'm not saying that that to be like oh look at me I'm just saying no, like no I actually went with my guy my my dudes as the DD one time and I just stayed outside I think I was on one of my religious kicks when I was like in college and I was like ah, I can't go I can't go in there and so I just used the DD as the excuse to sit in the car but tell us about what that's like and I and I wanted to say from the get-go we advertised this as you are a former stripper by your request that we use that word yes tell me about that tell me why
1: so basically i just tangled but basically i just i don't like the little beating around the bush things like oh an entertainer an exotic dancer i'm a stripper i don't i do not care you know what i mean um Oh, thank you, Al. I appreciate yeah. that. But yeah, sorry. But in, no, yeah, go, it's- go ahead. Hey,
0: this is your show, by the way. You can <laughs> take anything from the chat that you want. And people out there, five people across the world who are yeah. coming in right now live. Thank you. Please throw some questions in the chat because my ADHDs will forget to ask stuff, Please. and you guys will help me host this show. Thank you.
1: Yes. And I, I need some, I have ADD. Uh, we're both, we're both, this is going to be chaotic as hell. And I already, Shiny objects. Like, woo! but um, yeah, so it, the club thing, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm a, I was a stripper. I was a stripper for six years. I like the word stripper is not a dirty word. It's not a scary word. It's not something that anybody should be ashamed of. It's not a, a you know, sex work is work and dancing only fans, all that stuff. It's all stuff I did. And you know, I never went full service. Let me just say that. Let me just, you know, but in the strip club and stuff, it's, it's so hard because you have people from all different walks of life and some, like so many different energies around you that it can get very like emotionally taxing. So mm-hmm. that, and it, when I was there, I could drink for free. You know, yeah, I didn't yeah. have to pay anything. So like my tracker, like instead of with the money tracker, I used to like me out of my own pocket, I would spend about $80 a week. Okay. But overall, if I were to add up all of that, it would if that's rent, Like <laughs> that's yeah. rent. So I would literally get bored and just go into work so I could drink for free and not okay. have to worry about you know any of that and it that is sad like going in on my days off because I was just so bored so like that's I'm so glad I got away from that and that was one one of my big goals for 2022 was to retire after six years I'm 24 six years of dancing so yeah. I started like when right when I turned 19 so
0: and and so what cool. led you to that line of work out of like straight out of high school or just shortly after Or you like tried something else and then screw it I'm gonna like give this a shot or what what led you to that that, that was
1: that was basically it. I, I went to college in Scotland for a year. I um I dropped out and came back home because my um, boyfriend at the time it was just a whole mess. So I came home. I was 17 still at that point because I graduated early. So I came home. Uh, that's and then I got my first DUI. So after that, I worked uh, or I was in school again doing skincare and makeup. Then once I was done with that and once I got my license or right before I got my license back, I was dancing and I saved up enough money to buy a car. So it was just, you know, it was kind of like a, I need money now. And I, and I, you know, so it was just kind of a like, Oh, I'm just going to do that. Like why, why would I go wait tables when I can make $700 a night doing nothing? <laughs> well, nothing. That's a whole nother story, but I'm going to no, post but- about that on my blog at one point about <laughs> the whole inner, like how it all interconnected. It's, yeah.
0: Well, and before I forget, while you uh, say whatever you're going to say next, I'm going to type in your link tree. I'm going to go look that up and type it in before I forget, awesome. so that the viewers can check it out um, afterwards. And then that'll remind me to post it um, in the show notes later because if y- you all need to read her blog, I mean, this <laughs> is this this young lady can write. Okay, I mean, I, like the scroll can write. So you need to Thank read you. her story. <laughs> and I, that's, I mean, I. I, I'm a writer and I'm kind of a snob about writing. Like when I read good writing, I'm like, damn. So please read this. You'll be inspired even more than you're inspired here or just as much. And the two will complement each other because I'm sure she's going to leave out some details there that are in there and vice versa. Oh, so, yeah. so he said, like, tell me about, it wasn't just alcohol, right? There were drugs, uh, in there too, as part of the story.
1: Yes. Um, cocaine lots of cocaine. <laughs> I'll say that. It, it was a thing that started about nineteen to twenty four, you okay. know? Um yeah, that was a big that was a big part of it as well. Definitely. Like I would there were some nights where I wouldn't even drink and just blow down, you know. Okay. But <laughs> it's it's definitely something I've come to terms with I mean you know it that's that's almost six years of my life and it started with the cliche drug dealer boyfriend stripper dynamic whatever so you know but that that was more of a I don't even know how to describe it kind of like I it's no I'm not going to say I didn't enjoy it because that would be a lie but it was like um it just felt like part of the lifestyle you know like I'm gonna yeah. drink and I'm gonna do coke and be fancy and oh you know cute and whatever it was not cute it was not fancy <laughs> let me well, tell you it, that right now it
0: makes sense I think for just for that age too I mean oh, yeah. I did the more like traditional route that you're supposed to go like and went to college <laughs> but I mean I was drinking I mean I was drinking in my freshman dorm room like yeah. pretty much everyone else at um the party school I went to, which is actually a great school, but unfortunately it gets the reputation to be party school because it is. And, uh, you know, we all were doing that and I'm sure I had opportunities. I mean, I'm so, I'm so oblivious half the time. Like I'm sure that I had plenty of opportunities to do cocaine <laughs> and do plenty of other things that I didn't even know. Oh yeah. Oh uh, but, yeah. But you know, like there's, there's no judgment from this guy on that part of it. I mean, you're, and especially in the environment that you were in, it makes sense that you know, you would do that to feel like you're fitting in. You're probably yeah. younger than almost everyone else there. Am I right?
1: Most people, yeah. I was, I was one of the younger ones, and then at and for being my age, for having as much experience in the industry as I did, I definitely felt very. I didn't. I wasn't old enough to be here, but I wasn't young enough to be one of the younger girls. So I definitely had like an identity problem with with in that regard. You know, definitely. Um, it was definitely like a. I did it because I thought I looked cool. And I'm definitely going to get around to eventually posting pictures of me then and now mm. on my blog and on my Instagram because I, there's some pictures from that time in my life, like the first two years that I started dancing, that I looked a mess. And I thought I looked so good. I was so skinny mm. and I was like, oh, I look good. And then now I like looking back on those, even as an alcoholic, not, I, I don't like calling myself that, but.
0: I know what for, yeah. F-
1: yeah. For the purpose of what I'm trying to say, I was like, Oh no, <laughs> no, <laughs> absolutely not.
0: So what, what was it that kept you there then? Was it the free, it was the, just this ongoing sense of like, I'm all grown up. And then once you were in it, do you feel like you were kind of like stuck in it and you couldn't get out? Like, or like, not, not in a sense <laughs> of like you were being, I, I don't know how manipulative you're, Bosses were whatever, or if if there was a lot of guilt or a lot of like manipula or emotional manipulation to try to keep you in it, or if you just felt like you couldn't escape, or maybe you just were like, "Hey, I'm going with this because it's working, I'm making money, and I've got access to free booze." And I mean, what was it that kind of kept you there for for six years?
1: That's pretty much it. the 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 lifestyle, like I accepted it as my career Um, for the most part. I was just kind of like this is what it is, you know, and I have yeah. to treat it like such. But I didn't because I was not responsible because I was always fucked up. Excuse my language, but yeah. you know, hey,
0: this is an F bomb. Yeah, <laughs> no, not free zone. Like it is a free fire zone. No, it's a yeah, free okay, good F-bomb because zone. go
1: for it. You're, I'm, you're I'm horrible at holding F-bomb that back, away. but um, but yeah, no, I stayed in it because it was what I knew, and I was afraid that I wouldn't be able to get a new job. Um, okay. but. The, you know it was just a <laughs> jesus but no it was just a matter of um Sorry. it was just a matter of like trying to figure out um what i was gonna do after and i was okay. too busy drinking and being all jacked up all the time that it was just like fuck it i'll do it eventually blah mm-hmm. I'm, I'm young i'm cute whatever that that whole mm-hmm. i'm young i'm cute that'll keep coming back it, it, it comes full circle several times <laughs> well, and, but you know we had uh,
0: a couple a few episodes now uh ago now i had on Brittany Ginsburg, in uh she runs sober in boston on instagram and um she's a sober bartender and she talks about how she said you know she's um had uh, things a lot easier because she's like well i'm just i'm an attractive young woman she wasn't saying it to be like look you know i think oh gosh I true. think i'm beautiful she's just like She's like, hey, I know that, like, I'm naturally going to attract the attention of males. And she actually, since, you know, we uh, had that episode, I I followed up with her and she's like, it's just been, guy, like, I, I told her, I said, I don't know how you like don't, how you don't hate men. Because I mean, I, I like to think of myself as being a gentleman and you put enough behind me. I mean, I'm capable of, of anything. Yeah. I'm capable of oh, yeah. jackassery. So like, yeah. um, what would you say to people? I'm going to ask you kind of a pointed question here, because I feel like I know you well enough to ask Shoot. this. I, and I didn't, I, I don't think you'll be offended me asking No, this. I don't get offended keep... by anything. And I know you, I know you don't. That's why I'm not really super worried about asking <laughs> no, it. Or maybe go it's ahead. not that big of a deal, but... <laughs> Um, what would you say to some people who saw us hyping this and said, oh, yeah, well, she's sober six weeks, but she was she worked in a strip club for six years or she was a stripper and she's sober six weeks. Big, big deal. Like, what would you say to those folks? Why is this different this time?
1: I would honestly first say. Basically, go fuck yourself. But. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, you know, it's different this time because I have a community around me. I have a whole different mindset. Like I wake up at 6.30 in the morning now. I used to be up until 6. Mm-hmm. Let me not say 6.30. I used to be up all night and not sleep some days. Let's yeah. let's be real. But I, uh, yeah, it's just like, you don't know, you have to be ready. And I was And that's the whole rock bottom thing. That's a whole nother topic that I'm going to cover on my blog one day. Tune in. (laughs) But (laughs) I was – you have to be ready inside of yourself. And every time that I've tried to quit before, I was white knuckling. I was scared. I was like, I can't do this from the beginning. And something changed in me overnight almost. Like I literally – I'm, I'm, I'm a lucid dreamer, so this this might be a little oh. out there, but I am a lucid dreamer. I am somebody who lucid dreams most nights that I sleep. and wow, I, I'm
0: super jealous. Yeah,
1: I, it took a long time to learn how to do that. And I actually, the dream that oh. I had last night, which I want to talk about later at some point, because I got to talk about it because it's pretty crazy. But I had a dream one night, and my dreams guide me, basically, like after this podcast i'm doing a moon moon ritual i'm i'm one of those people so my dreams tell me a lot what i learned from that dream and i don't remember a lot of the details at this point right right this minute off the top of my head without looking at my journal but i something clicked in me and i woke up that morning on the 5th of march and i was like no (laughs) just no, and I told my mom and she she felt like it was different too she even told me she was like there's something different and then I started reframe a couple like I think three four days later and it that came to me that was a it was an ad that had come up on google for me or something like it was like the first result yeah. on google I was looking for something else but so I was like and then I tried it and that's you know I credit pretty much all of my success to reframe and you know like those people that are going to judge and whatever they could keep judging because i've been judged my whole life especially sure. the past six years so i really don't care like i like people talk over there and i, I okay peanut gallery <laughs> like
0: seems like that's actually a great asset that you have because oh, I yeah. mean there's a i mean i'm like huge people pleaser and you know very i just wear my insecurities on my sleeve i just mm-hmm. talk about them a lot everybody deals with their insecurities differently and so in that sense not only am i jealous of you for being a lucid dreamer because i tried to like start <laughs> teaching myself how to do that and i didn't stay consistent with I'll it i'll give so you some I need tips to go back to it. please do <laughs> because i need to do some lucid dreaming because it's badass when it happens i got um, you but i'm also uh jealous i mean i i admi- i'm not jealous i would say i admire
1: jealous your
0: your <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> In all seriousness, like I, I, your your, your charisma and your passion, your joy for life is, um, I mean, it's kind of magnetic. Like you, you, thank you. Always, it's not just that you drop people towards you, but you also have this ability to even just in a chat room on our Instagram chat group with fellow reframers. And neither Asa nor I are paid by Reframe, by the way, and At those all. are unofficial chat rooms, <laughs> and we're not sponsored by them, but we love them. So I will say, as Dana crawled, just some dude. If you want to check it out, Reframe uh, app. It's all only on iOS right now, uh, so sorry Android folks. But um, it's awesome. I mean, even in those chat rooms, Asa, you you bring life into there. It's not just that you draw people to you. It's that you have pushed me even in the past month since I've gotten to know you at the risk of sounding like overly, I mean, I mean, I, oh God, I this <laughs> God, this is the problem. Chaos. <laughs> Chaos. And anyway, but, but <laughs> I was trying to compliment you before I like almost like wrecked my new microphone setup. So. Um, <laughs> What Hey, Jez says we get paid with sobriety. Absolutely. That is so um, true. And the Reframe app does show you, like uh, Asa mentioned earlier, like how much money you've saved based on your previous consumption. Yeah. For me, I'm at about 600 bones, I think, in the That's last dope. couple months. I started the app actually 100 days ago today, but I've only been alcohol-free for 60. I didn't really actually get it.
1: Which is still great and amazing.
0: The hey, hell? I'll take it. I'll take it. It's exactly. been a while since I've done 60 days. So, so i'm just looking one at a time
1: i haven't so i like i said i don't have any money saved on there because i literally used to drink for free most of the time i would spend maybe eighty dollars a week for my own money but i saved fifteen thousand seven hundred and seventy six calories sugar calories yeah in six weeks and i've also lost like 10 pounds so <laughs> uh That's as awesome. a 411 short small person I am like finally back at like normal weight right now. You're
0: so... 4'11? Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, like you look tall. Everybody like, says that. What's... Everybody's Seriously? like, you like... have to be like 5'9.
1: I'm like,
0: I, I would have thought you were like on the higher, on the taller nope. side. Nope. <laughs> the things you find out. I right. know, right? <laughs> this is fantastic. Fun facts. Yeah. I mean, Jez is saying in the chat that she's got like th- almost $1,300. I think she mentioned she had bought an Somebody mentioned they bought an iPad for themselves. It might've been her. She's I think like,
1: it, right. Yeah. But or the Dyson air wrap, we got oh, to yeah, yeah, cover that. The, yeah. <laughs> Who and, was that Vonda with her Dyson, her Dyson Bonda air, Bonda air with wrap? the
0: Dyson. I dared her to take the, <laughs> take the Dyson on one of the daily zoom calls and she did it. Oh yeah. It was pretty awesome. I love that. <laughs> no, Asa, tell me like, what was the last straw though? I know you said that you started to have like a dream. There was like sort of the um, fortuitous, uh, reframe ad that popped up at the top of your Google feed. But what was the, what had gotten you to, without going into the whole rabbit hole of the rock bottom, which you're going to talk to us about on your blog in yes. coming days and weeks, uh, what do you think it was that happened uh, 43 days ago that, that made you say like, I'm, I'm fucking done with this.
1: Um, Withdrawal. Um, speaking of which I've gone through alcohol withdrawal. Um, Uh, like properly the, like the amount of times that I've probably should have gone to the hospital about it has been probably like eight or nine times. But the last time I was so sick that I was this close to asking my grandma to take me to the hospital to Mm. detox because I felt so, I I was shaking. I was scary. I was, I I was, it was like, I, I, I'm bipolar and I take medication for my bipolar and my panic disorder. And so I, even my meds couldn't calm me down. I
0: mm-hmm. was
1: at the point where I wanted to like just take my skin and just rip it off. I I wanted to escape, and so that was kind of like the last straw for me. So my sober day is technically the fifth at seven a.m. because I was still up at that point, but I didn't. That was the first day that I didn't drink, and that was my hangover day that made me want to. Commit old toaster bath over here. Yeah, it was bad. So yeah. I can laugh about it now because I've had all these issues for how long, but whatever. But I do just want to for um Jill yeah. really quick because yes. she just made a yes. comment.
0: Uh, she you gotta answer that Jill question. Fantastic yes. one.
1: So Jill, um the let's the read opinion. it in
0: case for the people who listen to this later. We oh, yeah, it, or I can read it either way.
1: You can read it you read it
0: I will read it I'll do the host <laughs> thing we yeah have a question you read it. from the chat coming from Jill Bateman uh, <laughs> Jill says you probably haven't dealt with this a lot but you seem to have a superpower of not giving a crap what people think yes I think that's perfectly stated do you do you have advice for people who struggle with telling people they're sober it's a great question
1: fully enough Jill I um struggle not anymore I don't struggle with it but I did struggle with it especially when I was still at the club trying to tell people like I don't want that drink that you just bought me you know like or I would me and the bartender would have a little like wink wink nudge nudge but so Jill um honestly this I see this is hard for me but basically telling people you're sober is kind of like like the more you do it, the easier it gets. And also you can kind of like bounce around it until you're comfortable with it. Like saying, oh, I'm not drinking today or, oh, oh, I don't feel like, you know, kind of something like that. But start off with the people that you're most comfortable with, the people that you know the most and the people that you know won't abandon you. Then kind of branch out to your drinking buddies and everything. It, you don't even have to tell them, honestly. It's better. For me, I just cut those people off and it sucks because they were my only friends. But, yeah. you know, it, it's such a gift now. But I. Honestly, the the best advice I could give you is just, honestly, this sounds stupid, but practice. Like, sit in front of the mirror and just, you know, oh, I have this, I've been sober for this long. Or, you know, just do something dumb. Like, feel stupid for a little bit. It's okay. Nobody's in your room with
0: you watching you. (laughs) Like, you know? Brilliant piece of advice. You know, of all the times (laughs) I've heard that question like on our Zoom calls, and I, I'm talking about on Reframe app, we have these daily check-in calls. and so it's like mm-hmm. going to a it, it's somewhat like going to an AA meeting, but you know, people are able to share. and yeah. um, that's a common question from folks who are newer to that. Well, I uh, usually someone who's newer to the app or someone who's been on the app for a while and is finally saying like, I'm gonna come out. I'm gonna come out sober. Yeah, I'm I'm coming out as sober. I think I've heard anybody suggest before to practice in front of a mirror. That's so freaking brilliant. And yeah, there's a nugget from this show already. I mean, (laughs) we've had some nuggets already, but that's a good one.
1: Thank you. You know, yeah, but for real, like just practice telling yourself that it's normal to be sober and it's not normal to be poisoning yourself, you know? Yeah. That that kind of helped me too, like knowing that I'm doing what I was meant to be doing rather than avoiding avoiding just living as I was meant to, to live, you know, yeah. it, it took a while to get comfortable with it, but.
0: Tell me we'll about the normalization of it because, uh, the episode number six, I had a few, <laughs> a few dudes on and we talked about, you know, alcohol and masculinity, but what do you think it is just about? Um, I mean, we're in we're in the United States, but yeah. I mean, I think it's a, it's something that is throughout all of Western culture at least. Um, and you know, Europe in the Americas, what do you think it is about about alcohol that is so it's that you're it's the only substance as i've heard it said very brilliantly uh, it's the only substance we have to explain why we don't use right um
1: i honestly i do not know i have no idea but i think that it stems from being normalized for so long back in history history major past history major things here this has been the normal for Thousands of years, and I'm writing a research paper right now that there's evidence that humans have been intoxicating themselves since at least 10,000, like 10,000 years ago, you know, and there's physical evidence for that. So, um, I I honestly just think it's just ingrained because of that. Like, they used to drink beer instead of water because it was cleaner, kind of thing. So, it's, it's, you know, it's kind of just a thing that people have always been doing, and that's that's why it's such a Thing, But especially now, like, getting into modern culture and stuff, like, I do not know why people are so obsessed with blacking out or so obsessed with being fucked up. I don't get it. And as somebody that used to be that way, I can't, I still can't even explain it. I can't. Why was I doing that? (laughs) That's a great question.
0: For me, there were nights that I was drinking that I'm like, I don't even really want to be drinking right now. Why am I drinking? Every
1: day, every shift, I would walk in there. I'm not having a drink. And then as soon as I walk in, the bartender already has my drink ready. So I'm like, fuck it. Might as well drink. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. And then I would drink and then I would have a great night at work. Great night being I was drunk as shit when I left. And then I'd be home counting my money, like, why didn't I make any money? Oh, that's right, because I was drunk sitting with Richard or whoever the hell, like some old customer man, and he was just forcing drinks down my throat, you know? And even yeah. when I was drunk and whatever, I would go throw up and come back and keep drinking. Like, why? I I have the same question as you do. I have no idea. Yeah.
0: It's gross. Well, thanks for thanks for talking about it anyway, because that was yeah. helpful for me to hear that I'm not the only person who Absolutely drank. Because I thought like, what? There's something wrong with me. I mean, I think we all have this like <laughs> silly pride, You're like, oh, I'm the worst about this thing, and you find yeah. out in this forum there are people in the chat saying like, oh yeah, that was me too. Like, why was I drink? Why was I drinking when I didn't want to? There be we drinking, go. So, <laughs> yeah, and and the blacking out stuff, I didn't realize how much people <laughs> were thinking to black out. Yeah. until being part of the Instagram sober community, which by the way is phenomenal. So great. love phenomenally it. Phenomenally positive. I don't think I've seen anything negative and the negative stuff that I have seen, I've just like blocked. People that and,
1: can't get their lives together. So they want to get mad at us for doing it. They're projecting. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. That's what I, I say. Oh, if you're projecting therapy, off to therapy with you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, hey, I'll see you at therapy. I've already got, <laughs> I got two screens
1: already. Yeah. Yeah. As if I, you know, <laughs> As if I don't, but they need therapy too. Everybody needs therapy. Yeah, we all do. Say that. We're all yeah. a mess. It's all we all need therapy.
0: I think that's the beauty. Of, um, I had a friend that I got reconnected with today on on Twitter and um because I, I despise social media, but I thought, you know what? I, I'm doing a podcast. You almost like have to. And I'm Instagram gonna get back on Twitter too. Allowed me to connect with literally hundreds of people and make new friends like you all across the country, all across the world, actually. We've got yeah. people in our chat groups from Australia, the UK, Scotland. Um, yeah yeah like there's people from everywhere um which is brilliant because we americans tend to think that we're the center of the not just the world but the universe so So weird so So weird by the way you friends who are outside of the u.s and i won't even say international because even that is a statement of like veiled yeah oh
1: international friends look at us international
0: friends because you know everything centers (laughs) around us like God, God help us Americans. Typical
1: Americans over here. I don't remember
0: what the hell what I, I was saying, but but um but the people in these chats are so phenomenal, and on Instagram are so phenomenal, and my friend from Twitter, that's what it was. I can't see. Yes, full
1: circle. See ADHD brain. Full circle. It always. It's is. Yeah. all
0: good. That's yeah. right. Shiny objects. Um, all the way back. My oh, yeah. my friend that I reconnected with said that he um I forget what I was gonna say. That he, what he said. <laughs> I'll think of it later. Tell me about It'll your. Come. I wrote this down so I wouldn't forget. I wrote down lucid dream so that I don't forget oh, yeah. this. So Good. tell me about this lucid, this this elusive lucid dream. See what I did there?
1: Okay. So basically, I have always this is gonna sound insane, but as all sober people are insane, um, we can we can talk about it here. This is a safe space, okay? Yeah. So yeah. I <laughs> yeah. So basically, I have always been one of those you know, on the fringe kind of people um, with all kinds of stuff like that. So when I was younger, I got really into meditation and really into um, hypnosis, stuff like that. When I learned about lucid dreaming, I was probably about uh, 14, maybe, maybe younger. And I started writing down every dream that I had. So now I remember every dream that I have. Now, like to this day, like last night, my dream was very, very vivid, and I, I want to talk about it. I'll talk about it after I continue. So, mm-hmm. lucid dreaming tips with Austin. Woo! But, um, <laughs> yes. so basically, I so write like if you write down your dreams and start to recognize patterns, that's what I've been, that's what I did. Like, a lot of I have mm-hmm. a lot of recurring dreams too, like a lot of the same places, or sometimes the whole dream is the same. Mm hmm. And that's a good sign, you know, that's a good sign that your brain is like trying to tell you something in okay. in, in theory, but I believe it. So. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm back. Um, <laughs> all good. I. Uh... Yeah, so basically write down all your dreams for weeks and weeks until you start remembering them. Um, and then this is stupid, but during throughout the day, ask yourself, like, uh, am I in a dream? am i in a dream you know like 20 times a day just ask yourself randomly when you're doing something like i'll be cooking and i'm like am i am i in a dream sometimes mm. it triggers my anxiety but whatever it's worth it so and then after that eventually it it becomes a natural kind of reaction that your brain has and then once you are when you're asleep and when you're dreaming sometimes you'll find yourself asking or or prompting yourself to ask am i am i in a dream and then you realize oh, oh shit this is a dream and then you can kind things kind of you know, you can start acting things out. Like I've solved some issues with this. I've, you know, it helped. The, it helped me get sober. Um, and I, that sounds like a total crazy person
0: thing to say, yeah. but
1: it's true. It, it did. Well, and and
0: if, life, if, if you're crazy, then I'm jealous of your business because <laughs> I would love to have lucid dreams and help it make me more sober. That would be great.
1: Yeah, it's it, it's it's definitely a learned skill. Just just keep practicing at it. You know. But anyway, after so there's the tips. But the dream that I had last night. So, you know, every person that quits drinking has drinking dreams, right? You have dreams where you're getting sloshed and then you, like, wake up and you're like, oh, fuck, (laughs) am I going to be hungover in an hour? And then, like, you sit there for a little bit and you're like, okay, I didn't drink. It was a dream. So with that, last night I had a dream like that. But this is the first time that I was actively refusing drinks actively Mm -hmm. telling people, I'm not drinking, which was weird because it was at a house party at my house, but like mixed with other people's houses. And there were so many people just coming and going and coming and going. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. We have to, no, 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 this is not happening. And I have dreams like that all the time. Like, it's just out of my control. People come and go, come and go. And people bringing alcohol, trying to pour alcohol down my throat. And I'm just like, no, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that's what happened. And I was actually physically saying, no, I don't want this because I became you know lucid and was like telling people no i don't want this and i was aware that i was doing that so when i woke up i knew that i i didn't drink and i knew that that was a dream because i was there in the dream cool like am am i I guessing
0: correctly that inception is one of your favorite movies
1: i've never seen it
0: oh my god oh (laughs) you're gonna it's gonna blow your mind i might
1: i might give it a try but i'm not a movie person at all uh,
0: i'm not usually <laughs> either but and i usually don't like leo dicaprio but that one oh, is I love brilliant oh god it's robio and juliet so note to self and note to all of you out there who are wondering like how do you practice for uh you know having these hey i'm sober conversations you just need to induce a lucid dream and then, yeah you know, <laughs> easy stuff in your lucid dream. It'll be <laughs> make sure you take easy. your totem with you you'll yeah. see what i mean when you watch the the movie ac it'll be, it'll be great
1: I, I can't wait. I'm gonna, I'm definitely going to add it to my list now and I'm going to watch it because you told me to. So
0: I think I'm in a dream right now because this fucking podcast is working because the audio and video is working and i can't like believe it six minute what the hell's going on i know and i
1: think I, like it's it's me i'm the lucky charm Maybe hey, I need I to be I a regular
0: something. guest no, no lie like on the last one poor dan who was my episode five guest came onto the round table and then his internet died and i was like <sighs> it's my he's like i'm so sorry bro i'm like it's me it's me it is not you i swear don't curse so, it don't I, curse I, it Asa, your, your powers are overcoming and, and you're, yes, you're making it happen. (laughs) So, um, oh, so, so Aaron says she's been having vivid dreams since becoming sober. And, um, I I also dream in storyline. I would call them storylines. There are certain landscapes that are the same. There are certain things that are the same. For me, it's almost every night it's the army. It's, um, It's some amalgamation of college. I've dreamed a ton about my high school friends lately and these all, and swimming, like it's, it's all kind of woven up. And there are some underlying themes of deep, dark water and other things that yeah. always show up, but there's like a vibe in each of these dreams. And I can almost classify my dreams based on vibes. And I've tried yeah. to do this dream journal, but I was friggin' lazy. And if yeah. I had just been doing the dream journal, then maybe it would be helping out.
1: Absolutely. So I have an app that I actually paid for. I don't care. It's called capture and you can write down your dreams. You can write down everything. And then there's an interpretation bit so like you go and you add um, the people that are there, the themes, the the characters, the the places, like all that stuff and you can add all that stuff in it and it helps you break down your dream. Oh cool. Um it's, it's worth it, honestly, for me, because I'm a person that writes down all my dreams that I have. So
0: Well, listen, I am minored in psych, so I'm that guy. I tell my shrinks, I'm like, I'm that guy that's dangerous because I know just enough. <laughs> to oh, yeah. That, hey, well, doc, I read this about this one theory, and, you know, the cooler Ross said I'm in the third stage of whatever. I don't know. Yeah. But, like, I, this is fascinating stuff about uh, – but it, it, I'm glad that you're drawing attention in this – Uh, discussion to, you know, we've got ourselves, as we know ourselves consciously, and then there's this subconscious person, but they're both us. Oh, yeah. Um, My wife and I have been watching Severance on Apple TV, which is a freaking super creepy and super brilliant show where this guy, uh, they do this process called being severed, where um, they sign a dis- they sign a disclaimer, and they say, "I do this of my own free volition. I haven't been coerced or whatever." And when they go to work and they go down the elevator, it's like ding, and it like they don't remember anything about their their outer life. And when they get into work and, and when they come home, when they go back up, ding, they don't remember what they did at work. Okay, so where do I sign
1: up? Hold on.
0: It's a crazy show. <laughs> Hold so, on. But it brings to light this issue of we live kind of in this dual existence in um, so many ways. And even there are a lot of listeners and viewers that are probably, you know, spiritually inclined, especially if you come from a Christian tradition, this duality, this idea that I'm flesh, but I'm spirit too. Mm-hmm. So there are all these kind of like dual relationships, but the conscious and co- unconscious one is like so mysterious. And it plays such a vital role in our sobriety that I I don't know that I had really thought about what a strong role it plays. And I Absolutely. Mean I, I know we all have these drunk dreams that um, I thankfully haven't had a lot of them, but I mean, they are, they're, they're terrifying, the but you know, the what worst. is your brain trying to tell you through those things? And I'm really glad that you're, you're talking to us about this because it's, it's prompting the 10 of us who are watching and myself and you to not forget that, Hey, your brain's a complex thing. And yes. that there's a lot going on neurologically and physiologically that as your body is detoxing from all this shit you've been putting in it. That it's gonna, it it probably is gonna behave differently because it. Oh yeah. You know, Alcohol is a drug that does things to you, right? For
1: sure, but um, yeah, it's definitely important to do, you know, like like shadow work and get really into like get really in to inside like the the deep dark cave of what's inside your brain and your mind and whatever. But Jez asked, she said. Do you, throughout the night, if you wake up, do you write your dreams or just when you wake up in the morning? So me personally, I always remember my dreams. So now I don't have to wake up in the, like when I do wake up in the middle of the night, I can still remember the dream that I just had. So I just write it in the morning. But if you're not like that, write it down while you're awake that's why i keep well my phone's right by my bed but usually if if that does happen if i do want to write it down right away i have a separate journal that i keep on my bedside table so i can just quick scribble it down and then like if 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 the feeling comes but i remember all my dreams so like literally like not all obviously because like that's impossible but every dream that i have it's i don't get that oh i had i had a dream but now i forgot about it like i remember the dream because i conditioned myself to be that way. So
0: it's good stuff. And so like, I think what you, even for those of us who aren't (laughs) practiced lucid dreamers uh, and even if we practice for it and it only happens every once in a while or never happens to us, this is a good reminder to do the neurological work when we're awake because the neural pathways, as we're learning about our reframe app Mm -hmm. are, you know, we've got these old ways of thinking ingrained and our brain is lazy, and it will default to so when you're feeling crap, when you have a bad day, your brain mm-hmm. defaults to the old way that you thought when you were drinking, which is well, shit, I'm having a rough day, I feel like, crap. okay, well, I feel like crap, Ugh. well, I'm gonna have a drink, yeah, and then I'll feel better, but then I'll feel bad about having the drink. And so I'll have it, Wh- whatever the neural pathway is, it just, yeah. you know, you kind of take the passive path of least resistance. So you have to actively work to t- retrain your brain, which is difficult to do because it it just, it doesn't happen overnight. It takes a lot of days, weeks, and months, right? So you and I are just out and right out of the gates. I mean, I'm 60 days and you're six weeks. Like we, I mean, it takes more than a thousand hours or however many hours I'm at. It's a fantastic start though. And it's given our brains probably a chance to breathe that they haven't had in quite some
1: time and i'm actually right now um like i said i was writing a research paper and for my class for school but i'm not going to school anything alcohol related i'm going to school for um consciousness and human potential with a minor in regenerative organic agriculture but that's (laughs) thanks that's besides the point (laughs) but my uh, my paper my research paper we could kind of excuse me oh (laughs) if <laughs> we could kind of pick whatever topic we wanted to do and get it approved. So I'm doing mine about um, uh, addiction and the models of addiction. So basically, what my theory, not theory, but like from my research and everything is I'm getting onto the the th- oh my god, Siri is trying to talk to me. <laughs> that was weird. You know what, Siri
0: does that. That, that was you, so weird. Siri.
1: <laughs> But I'm writing it about how it's more of yes, your brain changes but that's because your brain is supposed to change. It's uh, neuro, it's about, you know, the your neuroplasticity is what it's called. Your brain is changing because that's what it's meant to do. Ever since you're a kid and going through your life learning, your brain is creating new pathways. So when you drink and when you do drugs or whatever, your brain is making these pathways and it's not reversible or it's not irreversible. It's reversible. And I the reason that they the whole that the disease model is so clung to by uh, modern medicine and science and stuff is because, and I don't want to sound crazy, like like one of those people, because I'm not. I take twelve meds a day. <laughs> I'm not one of these people, but beca- because of big pharma and the the uh, the uh, rehab industry, like they rely on the idea that it's a disease and you're mm-hmm. not going to be cured, so you need to keep coming back and you need to do this and that to keep making us money, and it's sick. So <laughs> I'm writing my essay about how. The disease model is outdated and we need to go into the learning model while still keeping the blame off of the addict themselves yeah. and more blame the substance you know and that's kind of how the learning models that i'm researching work like you're, you're not doing like your brain is just responding to a stimulus it's not doing anything that it's not supposed to be doing you know
0: well, and you had better post these papers on your link tree somewhere. Either I might. blog them or something. I, I Or I'm going to harass you on Instagram <laughs> until you email them to me or whatever because yeah. I want to read this stuff.
1: I'm going to reformat it to turn it into a blog post and keep all my sources and everything because that's what I've been doing for the past uh, week. Basically now is just research and research and research. So I'm going to reformat it and uh, stuff and probably post it on my blog just as a. Side thing, side piece, because it's so important that we still understand that yes, addicts are sick. Like we are sick, but in a different way. We're sick because we made ourselves sick. And it's not saying like, oh, it was a choice. You choose to get it. Like that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying is you pick that up and you're, and especially not with alcohol, because you don't really choose to take your first drink. Somebody kind of gives it to you. Yeah. So that's a whole different, whole different thing. But the, idea of the learning model just makes the most sense. And we need to go towards that because most addicts, this is an actual statistic fact, most addicts don't go to rehab or use medication to get through their addiction. Most of us recover on our own, besides with like groups. So most of us aren't even using medications in rehab. So that's why they're clinging so hard to this this theory, this outdated theory, because um, they're, they're they're losing customers and it's sad, but
0: oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> preach sister preach it mm. it's, no and and you know you you made some brilliant points here and just says you need to write a book and what i was going to type in <laughs> that in response was that um that i will be happy to be let me finish just typing this real quick that i will be happy to be your editor because my side hustle is to write and edit but Oh my God! Become, like I mean I'm aspiring to write a quit lit book uh, because I just have always wanted to publish uh, something. Yeah, I think it would be hey look at the train wreck into a dumpster fire that my life became because I drank myself into you yeah know, into the dumpster. But here it is, and hey, I'm at least I'm out of the dumpster and. You know, yeah. I took a shower. I am not covered with garbage now, <laughs> and you know, I got. I took a shower it. today. I took a shower today. <laughs> I'm like Ralph Wiggum. I dress myself. <laughs> <laughs> like, sorry if you don't. If, if, hopefully, our viewers know the Simpsons. Otherwise, you're yeah. Like, oh you God, know. I love. The okay, Simpsons. <laughs> thank God. Thank God, I'm not completely dating myself here. Uh, yeah, the Simpsons has been on since I was nine. But whatever. yeah, um, exactly. So. I'm 42, and she's 24, people. Calendron. It's crazy. She was born when I graduated high school. Holy crap, <laughs> I'm old. But it's all good. So I want to ask you this, Asa. Now, one of the um, last couple of questions I had written down, and, and anybody in the chat, please throw in any please. more qu- questions. we got at least 10 more minutes left. Yes. Um, what would you say to... Uh, women or men who are out there in the um, sex work industry, what would you say to them about addiction and about their self-worth and about, um, you know, what, what's possible? Because I think you have a powerful platform to, you have the right to speak to them in a way that none of us do. Cause I can say, oh, it's okay. It's okay. But I mean, right. like, you know, it doesn't mean as much coming from me. What would you say to them and you've got this opportunity to, you know, speak to whoever. We, we don't know who this is going to reach, even if it reaches that one person. Um, what right. would you that's, say to him or her?
1: Yeah, that's my entire goal. If I help one person, that's that's all I want, you know. But what I would say to anybody in a, in a fringe industry, period, uh, sex work especially, is you are valid. Your work is valid. Your needs are valid. Your addiction is not you. Um, that's not what that's just not you. You know what I mean? Like you are a whole, you are a person besides your vices or your job. And you know, if you want to get out of it, there's resources and you know, you just kind of have to either reach out or find them yourself. Like me, I, I didn't want to reach out. So I, I had to look for myself, but you're, you're, you're valid. Your life is valid. Your struggles are valid and you, you, really like, I'm not telling anybody to change their lifestyle at all, because if I could go back to dancing and not drink, I probably still would be dancing because, you know, the money is decent and that is what it is. But, you know, there's always something better or something that you, you know, can, there's something for you out there besides um, addiction. And I'm not going to say there's something you're better than sex work, because that's just not true. Uh, No job is, you're not no job is better than any other job. It doesn't, you know, whatever. I hate that. But it's like, oh, you're, you work at McDonald's. Oh, like, bitch, who cares? Anyway,
0: but, but yeah, basically. Because it shouldn't have taken a goddamn pandemic for us to recognize that people who are making eight or $9 an hour who are making food for us don't deserve to get talked to like they're pieces of shit because I don't know if you've ever worked in a fast food place. But if you haven't, then you need to shut your down. Chili's. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah. like anybody who talks shit to anybody in a, like, we sat in the Arby's for, like, 25 minutes in the drive-thru last night. I was like, these poor kids in there are probably, yeah. like, completely bombed. And yeah. so you know, it's like, thank thank the universe that I've got this problem where it takes me 25 minutes to get a $4 milkshake. Like, Jesus. Right. Like,
1: that's the other thing too, is like, this is kind of off topic, but it it kind of relates is the people who are like, oh, those are entry level jobs for high schoolers. Like what fucking high schooler do you know is going to be working at 3am when you're Badass goes to get a <laughs> triple cheeseburger from fucking McDonald's. Let me say that, but <laughs> you know Preaches, what I mean. Mister. Keep preaching, like, like I'm just gonna say, yeah. like, okay, I'm
0: waving mister, my, I'm waving my handkerchief. <laughs> but yeah,
1: what kid is gonna be working? What entry level kid is gonna be working during school hours? You know what I mean? Like, mind your business, and yeah, mind the business that pays you because it's not McDonald's. Mm. You know, yeah. but
0: that's. No, that. I'm so glad <laughs> you said that. You said some really important stuff on this show that I I think I've, I hope that I've known, but I don't know that I've ever actually thought about um, sex work as real work. I, I'm That's, really glad you're saying that. Thank you.
1: Yeah, because a lot of people go, oh, it's it's easy money, or you're just doing this for this. It's like, I'm exchanging a service for a certain amount of money. Is that not what you do? And right. I work for myself. <laughs> like, You know what I mean? How is it not a real, how is, if I make money from doing it and I'm paying taxes, it's a real job. Yeah. Mind your business. Again, Like that's my favorite thing to say to people at this point and, hey, in my life. Mind your business.
0: <laughs> I love it. Hey, if you're listening to this or you're, you're watching or listening to this and you're not inspired, I, I am guessing that you're not watching or listening to this because it's <laughs> pretty, pretty inspiring for me. Um, I want to ask you before I forget, um, yes. I'm stalling so that the folks in the chat can throw in any last minute questions. Oh if you yeah. Got them. I got but forgotten Just on the last couple ahead. episodes or last few or whatever. One of my goals in this little podcast here is to share some alcohol free drinks with people out there. So I'd like to know <laughs> what's your favorite alcohol free drink, Austin, Washington down in South Florida.
1: Um, I am going to say, this is so dumb oh no um,
0: oh no it's not
1: because i don't really like i haven't really ventured into the whole mixology world yet with that because but I, water <laughs> hey there you go Gosh, or water. a smoothie yeah water or a smoothie or a smoothie. Um, okay. yeah i love fruit uh you know if i'm craving like a drink which i actually really i can count the amount of cravings i've had in the past six weeks on one hand and they were very fleeting. So I'm very lucky in that regard. Um, just, be, I think it's just my body rejecting the fact that, like, just, like, girl, no. <laughs> but, oh, shit, what was I going to say?
0: Oh, God. You were talking about water and smoothies. <laughs> yeah,
1: water and smoothies. I, oh, I'll eat a fruit salad. Like, uh, you know, instead of having a fruity drink, I'll eat a fruit salad. I don't hell know. Hell, yeah. My Something... Fruit salad's
0: the bomb. My mom, is who is turning 81 honey. this year, makes the most badass fruit salad in the entire oh. world. I wish I could, like, send it out to all of America. That's a oh, great yeah. call. I'm
1: so about to go, like, nuggets. when we get off, I'm about to go make, because I had my shake for dinner, because I didn't want to, like, eat anything big, because I had a salad that was like this for lunch today and breakfast, so I just had, like, a little shake, and uh, I'm going to make myself a strawberries, blueberries, blackberries with honey.
0: Boom. It's so well, A lot of the folks that I've met who, or when I see mocktails posted or whatever, um, they feature muddled like fruit yes. raspberries and stuff. Like I'm yes. assuming muddled means like you smash it. Yeah, you, it, so yeah, like you, mud. okay. Yeah,
1: but yeah, I, so it's like mud. Okay.
0: You <laughs> can tell how sophisticated I am. Oh, yeah. And yeah, you're going to get my mushroom coffee. So I tried this. Oh, Y's I'm so excited. Coffee. It's spelled R-Y-Z-E. I'm not a paid influencer for them, but they're a small business up in Boston. Boston, if you like shrooms and you want to give their coffee a shot, give it a shot. I gave it a shot and I didn't like it, and that's okay. But because I sent it as a thank you, to Ace, I dropped it in the mail today. She was I'm like, "I'm so excited!" I'll take it. I was like, "You're not creeped out by me having it?" She's like, "Ah, whatever, yeah. it's all good." If so, I was creeped
1: out about open containers of any kind, I would probably, uh, you know, well, it's surprising since, since I'm it's still good, alive. Let's say that.
0: It's a, it's a very good point, yeah. So like, I have
1: never been concerned. <laughs>
0: So, hey, I never thought I would try mushroom coffee, but hey, sobriety has brought me all kinds of things that I didn't expect. So um, I certainly didn't expect to be um, hosting a podcast uh, 60 days ago when I decided that enough was enough. And a month later, I was like, I think I'm going to start a podcast. What the hell? And I Googled like, how do you start a podcast? And (laughs) like started stumbling around in the dark and hitting bumping into shit. And I will tell you, this has been a fantastic hour and I want to thank the eight people who are still on with us the 12 or so people or the however many unique listeners viewers there were out there I want to thank Asa Austin Washington for coming on here with me she is busy with writing papers and she took time out of her day and her night oh hey oh there we Question. go Question. <laughs> yes thank you carlos I was about to wrap it up and he was like no 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 you don't carlos says during recovery, have there been days when you wanted to quit? If so, what did you do to come back to track? Excellent question. Excellent question. As always, question. Carlos. Thank you, sir.
1: Yes. So uh, I this is the, I don't even know how many times I've tried to quit at this point, like tried to, you know, actually be successful at recovery. And this is the first time and it will remain the the, the only time. Um, but absolutely, there have been days where I wanted to quit and then I did quit. And then we saw see where that got me. Um, and then basically what did I do to get back on track was realize how shitty it made me feel and then get stop drinking again. And then I just kind of fell back into it. So this time what I did differently to stay on this path is to talk to you guys, you know, the people that are watching this right now, I assume is Instagram people. Um, Probably. Like that I know. So talk talking to the community, having that was the game changer for me. Like coming back on track was realizing I feel like shit realizing I need help and then getting that help and uh rallying a community around or uh, rallying a community around me <laughs> if it'll come out but yeah and um honestly this all started with Dana for for real because like you added me to the group and that's what kickstarted my sobriety basically you know like when I messaged you like hey can you can you help me with a group? Uh, but I, you know, I'm I'm kind of getting to the point where I I want to start my own group chats too, like have that group and have other groups. So like, you know, if anybody would be interested in that, well, you know, you me know.
0: inspired me to do a reel today, which I have not. Yeah. I, I barely even know how to do a freaking story, and I'm so thankful to those of you who are in the chat and elsewhere who encouraged me throughout the day when I said I'm a freaking Instagram dumbass, and everybody's like, yeah. oh, I'm too. I'm like, yeah. I don't even know what a story is. And I see these reels and I tried to do one one day and I was like, fuck that. That's no, yeah. And then, and then I saw the one that you posted to hype this episode and I was like, damn. That I was my first reel ever. And hey, the, you you got me to do it. And when I went outside to do it, this is Al. He's been in my, I called him Al before, like A-L, yeah. you know, little. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I, no, this is Al. It's, it's Al and his middle initial is K and his last name is Hallfree. How cheesy is that? Oh, and you've got like, you've is got your sober, um, um, not lemur. That's not what I'm looking for. It's a for. sloth,
1: Dana. Sloth.
0: <laughs> oh my God. I couldn't spit it out. Sorry. I had this old episode of Psych in my head where the, Sean and Gus went and there was this, they were at the zoo and this lemur was looking at him. He's like, why is he? He's like, get that lemur to stop looking at me. Yes, sloth. Yes. So we this went with an animal theme tonight. She's got the kitty, the, the glowing blinking kitty ear things i've got al alcohol free that's like something from the census right is there an owl is there an alcoholic here and like <laughs> mo's bar or whatever so i love al it when the wind blows his head goes all kind of like carry or whatever ah! he has got a awesome. newborn neck he's gonna be he's the frigging like this is the mascot al is the officially the mascot of i kissed alcohol goodbye and so I'm going to ask you, Asa, to send us off with um, last, last nugget of wisdom, last word of encouragement, and then Al is <laughs> going to say something profound to close out the episode.
1: Um, no is a full sentence. Um, you don't owe anybody any explanation for anything ever. Uh, and you are valid, and you are amazing, and I love you. Anybody but. that's watching, I don't care if I don't know you. Follow me on Instagram at Silver Asa.
0: And Al, I don't think we can follow that one, dude. Yeah. Profound. No, that's all right. Al, do you have something you <laughs> want to say? Don't drink booze. Booze is bad, okay? All right. There we go. Thank you, Al. <laughs> I'm dating myself with the old South Park reference, but that's all right. <laughs>
1: Drugs are bad.
0: I love this. Damn, <laughs> I love this damn Al. He cracks me up. He is. He's, he's out of the. He's out of the garden. He's staying in here. I want to thank everyone. Um, I can't respond to you in the chat early because yes, Al K. Hallfrey, that is his name. I can't respond. I to I just because, got that. Yeah. Oh, hey, hey. I just hey, it just. hey. See, I'm sneaky like that, and so like. Al, <laughs> I can't even type a response right now because my keyboard, which is I charged my keyboard just died and I can't plug it in. So if that was the only technical glitch that we had tonight, this was a resounding goddamn success. And I'm so fucking motivated to stay sober for 60 more days.
1: And I will see you
0: next time here on I Kissed Alcohol Goodbye. Episode number eight will be coming this week. More details to follow. Shout out to all my sober fam, homies and home Mets, home, <laughs> home girls, homeboys, home, whatever. Home, all the home girls the Asa, you're awesome. If you, uh, yes, like she said, follow her on uh, at sober.asa A-S-A, on Instagram. And I will include the link tree again when I finalize this video in the MP3. So Woo. I would have some cool outgoing music. But I don't. I haven't gotten to that level of sophistication yet. So we'll just go. Adios, amigos. All Have right, a great night. Guys. This has been I kissed alcohol goodbye. Peace. Bye bye.